The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome one. Welcome all. It's the greatest show of them all it is the nfc east mixtape which you can listen to on every single one of sb nation's nfc east blog podcast networks this time we are recording in our normal time slot you can also watch this show by the way on the blog and the boys youtube channel or the bleeding green nation youtube channel if you watch or listen to this show you will see or hear the beautiful visual and audio stylings of myself arjo Ochoa, and his self brandon lee god blg happy tuesday for us wednesday for the listener friday for everyone in their hearts Big Sixers game tonight, RJ, between uh, the Sixers and Boston Celtics. Setting up the Sixers losing the finals. City of losers. I feel extremely confident that I don't know what's going to happen. Other than I think somehow this goes to game seven. And I don't know what happens in that game seven. But for some reason, I feel like it's going to a game seven. What's your um, your personal stress level? And so obviously everyone knows the result of this game by the time they're listening to or watching mm-hmm. this episode. Um, but so like put it in Eagles Phillies terms, like was every game of the world series more stressful than this? Is this more stressful than that? Is this more stressful than the NFC championship game? Like kind of, you know, give us a, a, you know, a sandwich this for us. Sandwich this for you. What's the best sandwich, RJ? Think about that while I give you, uh... I have a food question um, that I'm going to get to as well, by the way, but go ahead. I, so the thing with the Phillies is that they were in the World Series while the Eagles were still like undefeated. So <laughs> there's a little less pressure because it's like, oh, if the Phillies lose, the Eagles are undefeated and look like they can go to the Super Bowl. So that's definitely a different dynamic here. There was, the there was are. a lot of that I saw around that time that was like, well, it's okay that we lost the World Series because we'll just win the Super Bowl. You know, like it was like, like you like you could totally decide that. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of that. I did say on the show on. that it felt pretty impossible they would win both. And I was not wrong because <laughs> they did not win either. Um but yeah, it's it's stressful in the moment, I think more so. Uh, some people are like dreading it all day. I'm not there. It's when it, the game is on and it's getting to like it was in game four where the Sixers need to like make a last minute shot or whatever. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's, <laughs> it's ready to keel over. It's it's a lot. Okay. Best sandwich. Don't know how polarizing this is in your specific neck of the woods. I like a good Primanti Brothers sandwich. You put some French fries on that thing. Like I, I have a hard the fries time aren't not good. really enjoying that. They don't That's make good true. fries. It That's is true. true. I've had it. I love so food. True. I don't want to trash food. I had it. I was looking forward to it. I thought I was going to love it. And maybe it was just, I, I'll go back. I'll give it a second try. But when I went to Pittsburgh and I had it, the fries weren't even good, man. They weren't like cooked right or what? I don't, I don't know. There just was not a lot of flavor in that sandwich. There's some of the, for a place that puts fries in their sandwich and fries is like the star thing on their menu. They were some of the worst fries I've had. And I'm so bummed because I wanted it to be good. I will give it another try in the future. But right now, man, I cannot disagree more. I really don't know. That's why I'm asking. Do they not have them outside of Pittsburgh? Like, is it not like a Pennsylvania thing? Like, or is it only in the Pittsburgh area? It's mainly Pittsburgh. I think they've branched out a little bit. I don't know any location super close to Philly. There might be one. I don't know of that. But I had mine, like, down. I think it was, like, the original location, like, in Pittsburgh. So I didn't even go to, like, some satellite location where it might not be as good. And by the way, the correct answer we are looking for is a Cuban sandwich. I think that's a great sandwich. Um, just for what it's worth, and I know you agree with this, a lot of food and food experiences, and I guess food memories, is associated with the vibe that you have, obviously, when you eat that specific meal. When I ate my Primanti Brothers sandwich, it was like a cool, like, 58 degrees. You know what I mean? Like, just cool enough to kind of, like, be cold. 
um, you know, slightly. I, I had a cup of chili too. Like it was, I was there for the Cowboys Steelers game. Like it was just an incredible vibe. And so like, maybe that's enhancing the like memory of the taste to me. Um, so if I had it again, maybe it wouldn't be that great. That's my point. Are you ready for my food question? Mr. Cuban sandwich. Yeah. I actually stole this from Reddit. Um, this was on the ask mm. subreddit. What's the most unusual food combination that you've tried and actually enjoyed? Would you like me to read you some of the answers just so you can get an idea on what the things people suggest? Let's were. hear the answers. Um, these are just the top ones, the most upvoted ones. Somebody said, um, I've been told cream cheese and jelly sandwiches are weird, but I've enjoyed them since I was a child. That doesn't sound like crazy because I feel like you could get a um, like a stuffed French toast. with. So uh, as there's a comment responding to that. And th- this was not pre-planned, but some, there's literally a response to that that says, there's a famous Cuban sandwich called the Elena Ruse sandwich with mm-hmm. cream cheese, jam, and turkey. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one answer. Uh, let's see here. Somebody said, "Have you ever seen on- sandwiches of history?" That guy on Instagram. No, go check him out. Somebody said peanut butter on a hamburger. That sounds awful. Um, somebody said chocolate covered potato chips. I first saw them and thought yeah. it was gross. They're each great, but not together. But a coworker insisted I try one from her bag, so I did, and was pleasantly surprised. I could see the like salt and sweet kind of coalescing. I've had that. Those are good, and and also they're chocolate chips. <laughs> That's a good point. Waffles with sausage gravy. Yeah, that's like not a weird thing at all. I mean, you do like chicken and waffles and you have sausage gravy over the top of like all of that. Again, that makes oh, sense. Yeah, the ones we've done, I'm not, the first one was a little weird. This one's too far for me. Peanut butter and pickles go surprisingly well together is what one person said. It seems too separate. Like you're just eating two different things. Like do, do those flavors actually like or experiences complement each other and work together in some way? Or is it you're um, literally, literally just eating two entirely different things at once? I, so I saw this the other day and I bookmarked it so I could come back here um, or come back to it for this specific episode. And I thought this that day. This one says watermelon with salt. Is that not a common thing? I do that all the time. What? Like I don't ever eat watermelon. Like if I'm at home without salt. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? <laughs> like I, you know, I get my watermelon. So this is and a common thing. Do but you like, not do what that? Kind of salt. And like, how are you, you slice it Standard up? Standard salt. Like, I don't but, like bathe it in salt, but I add a, a sprinkle of salt sprinkle. to it. Yeah. yeah. I like salt. You so don't I'm do not do opposed that? to it. But I didn't know this is like a thing. I didn't know. Are there, are, is anyone out there doing that? Hashtag, um, uh, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag uh, watermelon hashtag salt. Mixtape mix watermelon. That's what we want. No. This one. Hashtag um, okay, watermelon two, salt. Two more. Hot sauce. This person has like two things. Hot sauce on popcorn. I think that's pretty common or like not common, but like people put weird stuff on popcorn. And then somebody said savory porridge with cheese, hot sauce, and salami. I don't know. Okay. Let's finish this one. Cause you're a Mr. Pizza guy. Somebody said, I had a slice of pizza with pickle slices and light ranch. That surprised me with how well it worked that I'm not like a fan of pickles, but I feel like that is pretty common. Like there's fried pickles. People dip those in ranch. Like that's not a weird thing to me. Pickles on pizza is very good to me. Okay. Well, shout out to me for that subject. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Did you? I think the listeners enjoyed it the most. I wanted to do, by the way. I don't know how realistic this is or what the setup is for this. I, we, I feel like oh, we need to do with NFC's mixtape recipes. Yes, that's okay. exactly what I was thinking. But in addition to that, we need to do an episode where it's like actual sports radio, where we take calls from the callers. I think that would be fun. I'm fine with that. Um, we can go to like you're fine with it. You don't want to hear know, from like the Lonnie, people, like Lonnie and Massapequa or whatever. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Mm. You ever been to Massapequa? No, but if you're into that I idea, like you, uh, I feel like all of the East Coast cities are like one. So you, if you've been to one, you've been to them all. It's not true at all. Anyway, um, so we're recording this. This is like a scheduling note, and I say that in an inception sort of way. We're recording this on Tuesday, May 9th. This is dropping Wednesday, May 10th. On Thursday, May 11th, the NFL is dropping the 2023 NFL schedule. There was a little bit of touch and go-ness as far as whether or not the league was actually going to drop the schedule on Thursday. That was something that Jeremy Reisman and I discussed on Monday Football Monday on the SB Nation NFL show, where we talked about games we are looking forward to across the league as a whole. Uh, He and I both had an Eagles game on there. So you and I are going to kind of do that here. Um, Games of note, games of seriousness, games of intrigue, et cetera, et cetera, as they relate to the NFC beast. And we called the division that you and I do originally because it's full of very good teams. Um, And so we also have each ranked the 12 composite games that take place within the division. Um, And we can, I guess, describe what our like criteria was with how we rank them. 
Um, so where do you want to start? You have a list of best and worst games. Is that correct? Um, I guess before we do that, we should say, obviously, maybe we should do the like, how does the schedule come from or where does it come from? Because a lot of people don't know that, actually, I feel like. Uh, a real quick point on the NFCBs thing. Once upon a time, I don't know if I shared this story with you before, but obviously it's a bit that we do. And I'm breaking the fourth wall of the bit by saying it's a bit here. But once upon a time, the NFL was not too happy that BGN Radio, we referred to ourselves as the only Eagles podcast because... They were thinking we were claiming to literally be the only Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's funny how we joke about this. And maybe in the future, they'll be like, actually, you guys didn't invent that. And you can't say that. So hopefully not, because it's a good bit. Um, In case the NFL or I guess the NSA is listening, um, we recognize that other people use the term NFC beast. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, we still um, Okay. So every single team in the NFL, Brandon, plays 17 games as a result of two years ago. This is our third season with the 17th game added as a part of the rotation. Uh, since the NFL's realignment in 2002, the schedule has been you know, pretty standard, pretty chalk, if you understand the formula. Um, let's take the Eagles as an example. They are the team we talk about first year on the mixtape this offseason as the current champions of the NFC East. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, as a part of the NFC East, will play six division games, all three of their division rivals at home, all three of their division rivals on the road. That is six. Every division, so now we're looking at the NFC East, will play two divisions across the NFL, one from their conference, one from the opposing conference. In case anybody is unaware, uh, this year the NFC East plays the NFC West and the AFC East. If you're wondering which games of those are at home, which games of those are on the road, they're just the inverse of the last time the NFC East played these divisions. So the last time the NFC East played the NFC West was 2020. Uh, so whichever two teams your team traveled to, you now get to host. The last time the NFC East played the AFC East was 2019. Same sort of thing there. Uh, that takes us to 14 games. So we have to get three more. Um, as the NFC East plays the NFC West, they do play one team from both the NFC North and the NFC South. They play the same place finishers from the season prior. So the Philadelphia Eagles, as mentioned, won the NFC East, which means they will play the Minnesota Vikings as well as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the two teams who won the non-NFC West divisions within the NFC. Which of those games are at home? Um, The I don't know. uh, This is boring. The the NFC North games. The NFC North games are the ones at home. Finally, uh, as a result of the NFL's added 17th game, I do think we're probably heading towards an 18th game, right? Like just for a clean 17th, such a weird number. Uh, But anyway, um, every division plays a same place finisher from a division in the opposite conference. So everyone's aware that the Eagles will play the Chiefs this year. That is because the NFC East same place finishers play the AFC West same place finishers. Obviously, the Eagles and Chiefs, besides meeting at the Super Bowl, both happen to have won their respective divisions. The Cowboys will play the Chargers. The Giants will play the Raiders. The Commanders will play the Broncos, who did not ride. Um, I think that covers it. That's the formula. Good job. All right. So I had not the best and worst, actually. I had the top home and top away game for each team. Because why talk about the worst? I mean... That doesn't have a lot of juice. So this is top home and top away game for each team in the division. This is your each list. Um, I have a few questions. Um, one, um, does it include divisional matchups? Or did you like, no. try to stay away from that? No divisional okay, matchups. So th- and I think part of that is actually like true. I, I think that's it's not like I had to, oh, this is the clear top. And then I had to deviate away from that for the most part. Okay, so this does not include divisional matchups. You're taking away uh, three mm-hmm. right away for each team. Um, did you define top as far as like juice, as far as like yeah, team you would juice, enjoy probably, watching the most? Like, which, okay, which, which one is the most juice? Which one are you most interested to watch or, or see or could have the most meaning? We'll start it off with the Philadelphia Eagles, and you kind of touched on this on the aforementioned SB Nation NFL show, RJ. The Eagles' top home game, it's obviously the San Francisco 49ers in, in NFC Championship game rematch. The 49ers have done nothing but run their mouths since losing to the Eagles and act like they would have definitely 100% won the game if Brock Purdy had not gotten hurt. Um, It's kind of interesting how you're able to afford yourselves that headcanon when something happens like the Purdy injury. It's like, whoa, oh, we definitely, it's just like fact to them. It's like, well, yeah, we would have won like 100%. It wasn't even going to be close. Like if the field at the Super Bowl had been different, you absolutely would have won. In a game that they lost by 24 points, and that's much different. 
Um, the 49ers are for all their faults, I guess. Um, and I don't know, they seem like they kind of have a wide, wide range of outcomes depending on what actually happens. And is Sam Darnold their starter this season? Maybe, uh, we don't know, but I, I think it has to be them. They're the t- Eagles top home game. Yeah. So what I mentioned on the NFL show was, uh, right now the Eagles are King, of uh, Petty Mountain, right? Like they are, you know, and, and like, I, I, I said this on the show, like if you win, you like history is written by the winners. We say that all the time here. Um, so I don't want to just like relitigate my point, but, um, you know, it, if you're an Eagles fan, you have every right to like, kind of like shut down Debo Samuel, like whatever he's saying, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, I, I get it. And I said this then, and we talked about it with stats. Like I get feeling frustrated, you know, like a, it was a lost opportunity or whatever. If you're a Niners fan or a Niners player and there, there's no doubt of contention or an argument that had Brock Purdy played, like maybe the Niners win that game. Uh, it isn't a, a fact to your point. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm all in on, on certain narratives, um, you know, yielding themselves true or false uh, this coming season. And there are three examples to me with regards to the Eagles. And I don't want to take your thunder, but the Niners game is one of them. Because if the Niners roll into town with Sam Darnold or Brock Purdy or whatever, and just like, I don't even want to say like blank the Eagles, but if they beat them, then it, it does feed that narrative. And, you know, it, it will lead to more bickering and arguing or whatever. But if, and also similarly, if they lose, then it's like, man, you did all this complaining, all this talking. And like yeah. that week will be filled with a lot of stuff. Then it's like, well, you know, you did all that talking and, and you still lost. So like you were wrong then you're wrong now. So I'm excited to have like a definitive answer one way or another as a result of this specific game. Looks like it's a lot of downside for them. Doesn't feel like much upside. You could be like, oh, we definitely would have won in the championship. But you didn't still. And also, now you just look like really dumb. If you come in here and lose, uh, that'd be a big L to take. I think they put more pressure on themselves unnecessarily so to win that game. Are you ready to hear my top away game? Can you possibly guess uh, what it would be? I actually was going to say, and I was, I was going to ask if I could guess them all. Because this was your list. Um, okay. So, sure. Um, let me pull I mean, this up. This one's very your- obvious. It's the Chiefs. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, I will say, uh, I mean, in a way, it's one of the Eagles. Like, it's just by measure of tiebreakers and whatnot, it's one of the Eagles' most meaningless games because yeah. it's obviously the – huh? You don't agree with I that? I said, yeah. yeah no, so I'm, like, I'm, I, that wasn't sarcastic. Like, if, if I if my team has to lose five games, lose all five AFC games. Right, Like, there's, exactly. this isn't and, like a debate. This is common sense. It's just like – the storylines and everything, it's so much bigger than the actual meaning of the outcome of that one game. It's the same thing I just said with the 49ers, but applied to the Eagles. If the Eagles beat the Chiefs, it's not like you don't get the Lombardi. <laughs> they didn't win the Super Bowl. So I don't really know what that proves. Um, like, is it's not like, oh, the Eagles got blown out. They can't even hang with the Chiefs in the Super That wasn't the case. Like, I believe they, I think anyone would agree they could have won the Super Bowl, right? They lost by three points. It's not like it was. They were never going to win. Like, no, they had a chance. It came down to the wire. Uh, So I don't really know what winning accomplishes in the bigger scheme. Maybe you can feel a little bit better about yourselves, but uh, it still has That's all it is. It has a lot of juice from the standpoint of it's Andy Reid. It's the Super Bowl rematch. Like, it's a big storyline game, which is why I put it in the top spot. But if we want to say it's overrated, uh, (laughs) I could also look at the Aaron Rodgers game. Uh, against the Jets. The Eagles have never lost to the Jets ever in at any point in any time. And I think the Seahawks, the Seahawks is like a sneaky one. I think that's kind of going to be, an, it could be an interesting matchup um, with Seattle. I think potentially is taking a step forward this year, assuming Gino, Gino doesn't fall off the cliff. And the Eagles haven't won in Seattle since 2008. So it's been a long time. Really? Yeah. That was Matt Hasselbeck still, I think. No, not at that point. Maybe? I think it had to be. I meant to look up the quarterback here. I'll look that up while you give me your analysis um, on the Eagles. Top I think all of these are, are relevant options. I actually think the the Chiefs game, if you're an Eagles fan, no matter what happens, is a letdown. You know what I mean? Like, even if the Chiefs go in and win by, like, 30 points, it's just, like, frustration. You know what I mean? It's just, like... <sighs> you're okay. saying it's, like, a no-win situation almost. Right. It, exactly. Like Other um, than, like, to check a box. Like, okay, we beat them. Yeah. and But, but it's, so like, it, 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 will, it will offer no... Like you, you won't feel like even like one percent better. You know what I mean than you did, you, rather than you feel right now. Um, it, like I, I will I, say, that's my belief. 
I well, unless they like if the Eagles get like ten sacks in that game, <laughs> and it's like, but, oh, but the field was I, the issue all along. Then that's there, what I brought up of, with Jeremy. Like that's yeah. that's one. So the three narrative games, and you didn't mention this one, and I don't think it's a good game. But uh, the three like narratives that will be proven one way or another with the Eagles are the Niners thing. Um, the field thing with, but if if the Eagles lose and they don't get a single sack, I think they'll be like, "Well, it's the Chiefs' field. We would we would totally sack Mahomes ten times." No, come on. Blah, 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 blah. I don't think anyone's um, saying that, and unless it's like I very obvious that it's terrible, like it was in the Super from Bowl. a um, from a content standpoint. I would love for Juju Smith Schuster to have like two hundred yards on the Eagles. Just like I would love that so much. Um, but I mean, I reckon I recognize like. The idea of the Chiefs getting zero sacks or the idea of the Niners beating the Eagles in Philly is way more likely, each of those things, than Juju like going off against the, the Eagles. So, Seneca but it, it is a. Was the quarterback. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, that, how many times have the Eagles played there since 2008? It's um, not a ton. One, only f- three. Wow. So. Well, I am all for making Seattle like a formidable place to play again. Like that, those were some really fun times when like, it was like, Oh, like X team is in Seattle on like primetime. Like that was always a really good game. Uh, one of the Cowboys marquee wins in the, in the Romo era was in Seattle. Something I had heard about the Seahawks, like back when I started covering the Eagles. So this is, you know, Legion of boom days. I don't know if I ever told you about this was like, there was actually a belief in the NFL that the Seahawks themselves believed they could not be defeated. Like they were like they had, so the point there is they NFL. Yes, that might sound silly or laughing, but like NFL people in the league had never seen a team so confident. Like the players and everything, like they were just like, and it, I think it was it, it scared them. I think it scared other teams. Like the other teams were like, this team doesn't think they can lose. I, I don't know if you remember the game I'm talking about. The Cowboys win there in 2014. Um, there was a it was a huge win. It was like kind of their statement win of the season, but like it it felt like the cow that was their first loss since winning the Super Bowl. There, I mean, it was yeah. October, so it wasn't like a you know a hundred games or anything, but like it was this like holy crap, somebody won at exactly. Seattle type of thing. That's what made it such um, a big deal. Like, and the actually that Super Bowl season, I think they played the Saints in the divisional round, and I remember before that game, like this was pre Jimmy Graham trade, obviously, like Jimmy Graham and all of them were like kind of talking. And I was like, you guys are just that's a horrible idea. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, this is not the place for you guys to act, mm-hmm. you know, any sort of way. Like, you're about to lose this game, and they did, obviously. Um, I think the Chiefs is the right pick. The Jets one, I, I said this to Jeremy on the show. Like, I like I don't get the juice with the Jets. I, I, I have a personal vendetta against Aaron Rodgers as a Cowboys fan. But, like, the Jets story to me is so, like, lame. Like, I don't feel the Jets is, like, a juicy team. But they will get, obviously, shoved down our throats from a primetime standpoint. Um, Eagle Seahawks should be great. I hope it is because I want to see the Seahawks do well. Uh, but I think the Chiefs is the right answer for obvious reasons. My last question on this, and I guess we'll get to uh, your uh, listings for other teams. Do you want this week one? This is a weird situation. Like, you know, I, I could see it like, just get it done. Get it over with. Like, and yep. you're probably going to lose if it's like banner night. Just get it out of the way right away and give us the week and a half to get ready for week two. I feel like you have to put it early in the season. And there's a rumor out there uh, or maybe mm-hmm. a report from Jason Kelsey's mom, Donna Kelsey. Uh, that Eagles Chiefs is going to be week two. We'll see if that's actually true or not. But uh, it makes sense to me. You'd want to put it as early as possible because it loses more meaning the deeper it goes into the season. You know what I mean? It's like, who cares? Like, that was last season, especially if one team proves to be not very good. It's like that's, you're mm-hmm. just losing all the juice of a Super Bowl matchup. Whereas if you have it at the very beginning, you still have that juice still left over from last season. So you you have to do it. I mean, I wish they would do it as the home opener. I think that's the perfect home opener, but it, it sounds like they're not going to do that. Or the season opener, the kickoff game. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're going to do that, but it might be week two. I wonder, because um, so uh, what you're talking about is Mrs. Kelsey, uh, Miss Kelsey said what she did on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she all she said was it was Chiefs Eagles week two at Arrowhead, right? And we, mm-hmm. like we know that game is at Arrowhead, like that's not breaking news. I'm gonna guess, and so this is purely a guess that that is a Thursday night football game. Sometimes they and that's the Amazon kickoff game. So I don't know if you recall the Chiefs hosted the Chargers last year in the first Amazon broadcast. That was week two Thursday night football. Um, so I don't think they would put the Chiefs on Thursday night football. To, it's not it's not Thursday night football the broadcast, but they would not have them mm-hmm. open the season on a Thursday night and then play on Thursday night football one week later. So my guess is if Chiefs Eagles truly is week two, 
that that is we we know the NFL is catering to Amazon. They're doing everything they can to give them, you know, high value, high price games, whatever, give them all the viewership, blah, blah, blah. I bet that that is the week two Thursday night football kickoff on Amazon Prime. But I bet the Chiefs play on Sunday night football the week before. We've seen that happen in, in rare circumstances. I think the Patriots did it one year. Um, where they rate, they didn't play the season opener. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember, um, I think it was the league's 100th year, which was the first Chiefs Super Bowl season. Uh, the Bears and Packers opened um, that that season, that Thursday night, and then the Patriots played, I think, the Steelers um, on Sunday Night Football, did the banner and all that stuff. I, I, I think that's what happens. I think we get the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football week one, and then Thursday Night Football on Amazon, and here come the Eagles, et cetera, et cetera. I think that would really upset you having to go right into a short week after week one. I mean, especially if it was against the Super Bowl matchup. I know it said the game doesn't mean as much at the end of the but, day. Yeah, because but, like, but, but then, it, then it makes week one a little bit trickier because then it's like you're looking past, not looking, but you know what I mean? Like it's like, okay, let's get through week one so we can go get through this week two game. You know what I mean? Like blah, blah, blah. Um, hmm. So th- that's my official prediction. But um, okay, let's get to your uh, most juicy whatever Cowboys road and away games. I guess I'm going to guess all these. Um, do you want to do sure. road or home for each? We'll start with the home for each team. So guess the home game. I think I think you picked the Jets. I think you had to have. I'm between the Jets and the Lions in this. Or the Lions. Jets or Lions. I need your help yeah. picking it. Uh, you know, the Jets, the Aaron Rodgers angle is obvious. I was just re-watching the uh, Packers win over the Cowboys. I just randomly turned on NFL <sighs> Network the other day, and I rewatched that game, and I'm like, how did the – how did the Packers win this game? <laughs> so that was fun. They to ran. They ran the ball. That's why the Cowboys drafted Mozzie Smith because they just ran the ball at will in the fourth yeah, quarter. And the Cowboys the end, collapsed I mean, in the right way around that. I forgot like that the Cowboys were driving late in the game, and then um, they get that big holding penalty on was it Tyler Smith, and then they had the turnover on downs on fourth down. Um, I and forgot then they about had that. the illegal formation on their rookie wide receiver right. in overtime, and that just set everything up poorly. So it's tough for me to pick because there's the Rodgers angle, but I guess we just saw that. I think the Lions, that might hold more juice in terms of that's an actually potentially meaningful game for the NFC playoff picture in the standings. That could be a tiebreaker that's valuable for either a wild card spot or divisional seeding or whatever. So I think that one uh, could have a lot of juice. What say you on that? The Lions one to me maybe becomes the answer, but it's contingent upon where it's placed. You know, if it's week three, it's kind of hard to, you know, see that like being a game you're like totally getting up for. Mm-hmm. Um, if, but if it like the Cowboys uh, have played the Lions at home in December a few times, um, you know, if that's the case, like that offers the opportunity for uh, not just it to hold the, the, you know, tiebreaker you know weight you've talked about but also for the lions to to do it right like to live up to the hype like because if if they don't you know what i mean even if it is in december then it's like well you're just the team that everybody gassed up that like failed so um yeah but i i think the answer has to do they've never beaten aaron Rodgers in their building ever okay you know what i mean and and this is aaron Rodgers, mike mccarthy again and aaron Rodgers, mike mccarthy both on different teams and aaron Rodgers, mike mccarthy in the building that aaron Rodgers has never lost in the same building where they won the super bowl together you know what I mean? Like, um, I will say this. And there's also, a lot of people... the divorce of Rodgers from like, – it's not just the Packers beating McCarthy. It's, right. like, it's Aaron Rodgers himself. Yeah, that's a great uh, great call. Uh, and last time, like, it was McCarthy at Lambeau, so that was, like, mm-hmm. a big factor, too. Like, this is this is now, like, you know, diluted of all that. It's just McCarthy, just Rodgers. McCarthy's calling plays now. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, a little true. bit more – uh, to and from, in my opinion, there. A lot of people think this will be the Thanksgiving Day game. If mm. if I'm in charge of this, why I do that? You know what I mean? Like like the I think you agree, Cowboys. Whoever on Thanksgiving Day will be the most watched regular season game of the year. You do not have to burn this massive game we're talking about on like, in that spot. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree with the logic what you're saying, but like I think they overthink that sometimes. Why? But why not put a big juicy game in the biggest match? Like what's wrong? Make it even better. Make it even bigger. Make and reward the fans or, or reward the people who are watching with mm-hmm. a, the best potential possible matchup. I, I don't like that's I have I hate that thinking when it comes to not having Eagles Cowboys in week one which I might have to write an article about because like I, I just think I've talked about that many times here it just annoys me like because they don't want to do it to go like, oh, we can't burn that in week one or whatever especially if it's a one o'clock game it's like how how about this how about you do it once because we barely get any Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott meaningful games like how about you just guarantee you get one of those mm. okay that's fair um you've kind of told me I do want to say 
I talked about the like um, outlining of the schedule a little while ago. Um, this is the first year I find this stuff interesting that for, so forever, basically, um, I guess in the era of cable television or network cable television, um, you know, NFC games have primarily been on Fox, right? It's generally been Fox broadcast. There are the exceptions. Uh, obviously, when the Eagles host an AFC team or the Cowboys host an AFC team, that CBS will get those games. Obviously, primetime is a different story. Um, and, and AFC teams have belonged to CBS. Those are no longer the cases. Um, like now, there are no sort of conference lines with broadcast partners. So, like, I think the Cowboys and Eagles will both be on CBS a lot more um, for standard noon or, or 3 p.m. kickoffs um, in, in, in windows where they normally would have been on Fox, is my point. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Um, the Cowboys road game, I'm going to guess you pick the Chargers. Like, that has to be the one that you want. <laughs> it for. has to be. What else would it be? I mean, it's the Kellen Moore revenge game. It's your personal battle against Justin Herbert, um, which you will be super excited about if the Cowboys beat the Chargers, but also will be devastated if they lose to Justin Herbert. So it has to be that. If the Chiefs don't open on Sunday Night Football, which is a theory I just birthed a little while ago, I think this is the week one Sunday Night Football game. Cowboys, mm. we, we know the NFL loves to put the Cowboys in L.A. Um, Chargers, you said it, Kel Kellen Moore versus Dan Quinn. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Kellen Moore versus Micah Parsons or however you want to you know, lay it out. Um, it feels like everybody forgot the Chargers blew this massive playoff lead. So they're kind of like just chilling, hanging out there. Um, a lot of people would say Cowboys Niners um, as far as road games are concerned. But to me, that's kind of like the Eagles Chiefs. Thing. I mean, on a lower level, it's like, OK, cool. You go win there like in week six. Like, does that make you feel better? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it doesn't doesn't really do much for me. Um, I think well, it's that, the Bills, and I, I tried to stay away from doubling up on each team. You know, like, uh, I already picked the 49ers for the Eagles, so I don't think it's fun if I also pick them gotcha. for the, every other team, too, or another team. I would pick the Bills, though, um, because I think the Cowboys and the Bills are foils of one another. But I think they've taken, a, like, different paths this offseason. And there's the, like, the Bills traded up because they thought the Cowboys were going to draft Dalton Kincaid. You know what I mean? They went and got him. So, like, there's a little bit of stuff going on there. Plus, Sean McDermott, if we if there's one person who owns the Cowboys, it's Sean McDermott. And that really bothers me. Um, but it's not just, like, Sean McDermott. I've mentioned this to you many times. Like, a student of the Jim Johnson, you know, discipleship. You know what I mean? Like, he, he is the dude, Sean McDermott, who has always been able to kind of thwart Cowboys quarterbacks. Namely, Tony Romo, but obviously Dak Prescott's in that mix now. Um, this game doesn't mean as much, to your point, as it's an AFC, NFC sort of thing. Uh, but there's a lot of history there, the two Super Bowls, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people liken Dak Prescott to Josh Allen in terms of volatility and things like that. Like, I think it would be a statement and, and it, it would be like a, a nice chip for Cowboys fans, for Dallas to go to Buffalo and to just like drop them and be like, see, you like NFL media, you gas this team up and you you disrespect us or whatever. So like that would be my answer first. The atmosphere is also going to be better, obviously, than the sure. Chargers. That's not really any fault, I think, of Chargers fans who've been kind of mistreated over the years, but it's just obviously going to be better in Buffalo. Mm. Okay, so you ready to do the Giants? We'll take a break, maybe. Or do you want to take the break later? Let's go ahead and take a break. It's your word from our sponsors. While we were gone, Brandon. Those were some great words. You had a cream cheese and jelly sandwich. How was it? I wish. No, I didn't. And actually, no, actually I cream cheese, yes, but uh, jelly. Oh, what no. was Never... it? Was it not cream cheese that I said? You said cream cheese. No, the, the person who did that sandwich in the Reddit thing. Was it cream yeah. cheese? I already forgot. I think you said I, that. Was People it cream cheese or like, sour cream? I think you said cream cheese, but maybe you meant sour cream. I don't know. But I do want to say something that I, I've, I want to say recently realized, but I think a food that nobody dislikes, jalapeno poppers. Like, like I love them. Well, that's not true. They're too spicy for some people. That's fine. But, like, the composition, like, the idea of it all is wonderful. You know what I mean? Like, I think like, it's great. Every element of it is, like, perfect and immaculate. Yeah, we like got that. people who can't eat dairy, though, too. That's fair. The cream cheese or the cheese. Outside of, like, restrictions from a dietary or, like, preference mm -hmm. standpoint, like, the spice thing, it is, like, the perfect thing. Because you've got I the spicy sweet, you've got the crisp of the bacon, like jalapeno poppers rock. That's my stance. Some people think black pepper is too spicy, which it's just, mm. no, it's not. Um, okay, I think we should uh, put this thing down, flip it, and reverse it, Missy Elliott style, wow. um, and do road games you're most juiced for, for the Commanders and Giants first. Uh, we'll do the Giants first, obviously, but do road, then home, if you're down. Well, who do you think I have for the Giants top away matchup? 
outside of divisional matchups, just so everyone's aware, they visit New Orleans, Vegas, Arizona, San Francisco, Miami, and Buffalo. Um, you may have gone Buffalo because you didn't do that for Dallas, so kind of reading the tea leaves, but I'm going to guess you went Miami. You're a big uh, Dolphins guy. You're a big Tua person. Uh, Daniel Jones against them, Mike McDaniel against them. That's going to be my guess that you went with the Dolphins. I wrote Bills, parentheses, or Dolphins, or Raiders. <laughs> so uh, I think it has to be the Bills because the Bills are like, oh, we're the real team that plays in the year, <laughs> which is a fair claim because that is actually fact. Why did you true. say it mockingly, <laughs> Uh, but it's kind of funny because it's because like okay we get it, it like and I've it, seen it it's like all right I get it is joke. kind of a a loser thing like it it's true but it is kind of loserish well if you have to say it is it like is you know is it cool if you like have to say it if you have to point it out like that also the Brian Dable stuff which I I kind of like glossed over and Joe Shane you know what I mean like yeah, that's, exactly. that's a, a huge factor here and I think that's kind of like a big uh, especially depending if where it is in the season but it could be like okay we're legit like we beat the bills the bills were like the thing we were trying to become when we're rebuilding here and we just beat that team right. so i think good that call. would be like like a big like everyone everyone like you know good morning football peter schrager's on there he's like you know look at the giants you know like <laughs> it gets that's the game that gets the national i like peter schrager by the way that's a compliment i'm not trying to mock him uh i could just see it happening uh so i think that's the kind of game i thought the dolphins because like that's kind of a team that's similar positioned to maybe to where the Giants are and like okay like they're on the cusp of making the playoffs like or they're that wild card territory kind of team but like are they going to break through um so maybe if you do beat that team like okay you're the better you're you're that team that actually is emerging as opposed to this team that might emerge and the only reason I included the Raiders in there I guess is the um the Patrick Graham factor of it all the Giants former defensive coordinator I thought there could be like a little revenge game there um but i don't know i mean like can you name a road game for any team that happened in vegas that was like a, that was like memorable in your mind like it, like you you said that like you you were the other day you watched the cowboys game at lambo last year like mm-hmm. we can name a million games that have like had well, that, 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 well I, I guess that's fair <laughs> but like <laughs> but you get my point right like and it's a newer stadium so i recognize that but like I'm talking like non-Eagles games. You can think of like great venues that have had a lot of awesome games. Like that doesn't really happen in Vegas. Like I'm not, you know, that doesn't like get me pumped. Like it doesn't like offer the like, ooh, Vegas vibes that I think a lot of people do. It is fitting that like one of the luckiest end of play games ever happened in Vegas though. Like that did with, Um, with, uh, was it Jacoby Myers throwing the ball to uh, Chandler Jones? I, there are very few things I feel like we've reached like we're over a hundred years worth of NFL history. And like, there are very few things that you can actually say, like, I've never seen that before. That was one of those times where like, you could honestly be like, I've literally never seen this happen before. That was incredible. That's like um, something that happens in a sports movie. Right. I would <laughs> offer Buffalo as the answer. Um, okay. And especially like the Patrick Graham thing is fair, but the Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, part of the Brian Dableness, like, I recognize that Brian Dable is not the Giants defensive coordinator, but like if the Giants go and like inhibit Josh Allen, you know, that would, that would really kind of feed like Josh Allen. And again, I mentioned Cowboys fans kind of sensitive to this had a, a rocky season last year. Like, and we talked about that a lot here on the mixtape, but like his first year away from Brian Dable, like all sorts of turnovers. So like, if that happens again, while Daniel Jones, like I wouldn't even say like he has to go off, but if Daniel Jones has like a productive game, it becomes this matter of like Brian Dable really is the like, factor that's at play here josh you're really struggling without him mm-hmm. look at daniel jones since he got there they got the win they're the real team in buffalo or in new york their hats are their hell, hats goodness Chris, their helmets say new york blah 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 the new york football giants like i'm here for uh for the trolling um the home game um mm-hmm. i think this this would be very chalk for you all the way around considering you went bills. I think it's the jets. Like you got to have giants jets. Like now you've got a juicy giants jets game for the first time in a while. This has to be the the MetLife bowl. I don't know what else you would pick here. The giants home schedule. Isn't like chock full of super intriguing options to me. Like, yeah, they all stink. Maybe the Packers the Seahawks, without, right? you know, Aaron, the Jordan love Packers, the Patriots. Okay. No, the Seahawks you could pick, but like, I feel like we've seen some giant Seahawks matchups in recent years. That's not something particularly new or interesting i think it has to be the jets when's here's the question when's the last time we had a jets giants game with like actual juice when when was that these are the two Um, teams as we said like going into last year who both were tied for the worst record in the nfl and now they have um, i don't know how promising their outlooks are but they're certainly a lot better than they were and i think this is the most juicy new york rivalry matchup we've had in years 
I can't even really like close my mind and think of like a moment, not, not even just a game, but like the only moment I really think of, um, and I don't recall it being a great game, but was the Victor Cruz, whatever it was, like 80 yard touch. You know, what I'm talking about in 2011 during the the Giants second Super Bowl season. Like that's the only like moment I can envision between the Giants and Jets. Um, plus, I never really loved those Jets uniforms, the white helmets. I know they were the classic ones, mm-hmm. but like I didn't really like them. Like th- this is a good contrast. You know, it's still a little bit. It's not beautiful, but like I'm I'm down for this. Um, so I will say I like when teams visit stadiums they want the Super Bowl in. So the Seahawks visit MetLife this year. Like I have to imagine when the Eagles visit Minnesota, you're like, ah, Eagles on the Super Bowl here. You know, like it's gotta be like a little bit of a cooler thing. Um, so like that's a cool game to me. Plus it's the Seahawks, which I'm uh, in on. Uh but yeah, these games stink. I'm past the point of like being interested in, in Giants Patriots games. The Patriots do visit yeah, the Giants, obviously. That's too like, far removed. Yeah. So um, this, these were good answers. Good job. Okay, let's do uh, oh, I'm road not done game. Yet. I was thinking, like, wow. uh, do you wow. buy into? I I think this is a real thing. Um, like, I think depending again when it happens and everything, I think the Jets and the Giants are going to be kind of competing for who's the talk of the town. I think that's where they are in the stage of that. And I think I could be wrong, but I think the Giants kind of lead the way more. You know, like kind of like the Yankees, I presume do more than the Mets do. The Giants are just more ubiquitous than. Uh, the Jets are the Jets are like the upstart team. The Mets are the upstart team. But like, if you know Aaron Rodgers puts a spanking on the Giants, I think that kind of you know swings the things. The everything everyone's going to be talking on a W fan about the Jets. Also, the Giants kind of like I don't say statement, but like, hey, start taking this seriously. Win was the was it in London? The London win over the Packers. True. You know what I mean? So this would yeah. kind of be going full circle there. Um, okay, uh, Commanders one because we still have to do our ranking of divisional. This games. is the um, toughest one. Yeah, these are <laughs> Not a lot of juice here. These are gross. Um, also, um, just looking at their graphic here, every other team was kind enough to put the divisional games like first. You know what I'm saying? Like in their graphic, like for home and away. The commanders did them in a very unorganized way. Um, Shocker. Like, here, I'm, I'm going to send you this in Slack. Um, yeah, I don't even know what you're I, I would like, about right now. I would like you to look at this right now, please. Um, so, like, I'm looking at the commander's team website to just to see all of their opponents so I can guess this properly, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's got their home listings and their away listings. So, like, normally these graphics, the top three, you know, logos are the divisional opponents because, like, that's, you know, inherent. But like, look at this. Like this, these aren't division. These aren't by, based by division or anything. These are random. They're not even like alphabetical. Oh, you're about the graphic, not the list below. Because the list below right, right. doesn't gra- do it that way. The this graphic is very unorganized. Yeah, yeah. Not like surprised. why are the like this is really weird. But anyway, all right. This um, isn't good for the Nana. This isn't good for any road. Uh, road game you're most excited about for the Commanders? Maybe the Broncos. <laughs> just to just to kind of have fun. I, really I wrote Rams question mark Broncos question mark. So Rams comes from a perspective of what if the commanders just aren't very good? Like what if they're really bad? And what if they're in the mix for the number one very pick? Likely. Yeah. So this could be like a number one pick kind of game, which would have juice. Plus, Sean McVay, <laughs> Sean McVay, like the, you, you know, whatever, blah blah blah. Just giving you food for thought. So there's that, and I don't know. Yeah, I did pick the Broncos question mark next. I don't know why. I guess because of Russ, our guy. Uh, going up against a team that had interest in him. Also, the team Ron Rivera lost his Super Bowl too. There you go. Uh, but I don't know. Not a. I don't know. Not a lot. Not a lot yeah, there I, to me. I almost went Atlanta. Um, that's. Um, we don't know we'll Atlanta's. Watch. Well, hear me out. We don't know Atlanta's quarterback situation. Like, are they really going to do this Desmond Ritter thing? Are they really going to trade for Ryan Tannehill? Do you know who Desmond Ritter's backup is? Yeah, Heineke. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. What if there's a world where Taylor Heineke has to start? And, just, and like, that'd be fun. That'd Is that exciting? I think you could no. sell me more on Ritter versus uh, Howell kind of being like, if they both prove to be um, a little bit better than people expect, it's later in the season and they're like kind of on the rise. But that's a far, I mean, maybe one of those two guys hits, but uh, I'm not even really buying that for either of them. I have the answer for home game they have that I'm at mm-hmm. least personally most interested in. Yeah. It's my team. It's the Chicago Bears. And it, this goes back to, um, I think we did it a year ago, um, the what if episode about the Doug Peterson throw game. Um, had mm-hmm. Washington lost that game, not won the NFC East in 2020, they would have been in position to draft Justin Fields during the 2021 NFL draft, obviously, after he started a slide. Uh, when the Bears traded up with the Giants at 11th overall, that we think, um, we don't know the 
you know, hypothetical draft order, but they would have been right around there. Um, they could have had their quarterback of the future. I know you're still a little bit out on Justin Fields. Um, you know, he performed well in some capacities, obviously, this past season. So there's if a question mark around him as a whole. Only follow is, his games through highlights <laughs> and Twitter, then he's the best player in the league. So anyway, uh, my point is this game is a, a look at a alternative timeline that could have been Washington's. The way I have it phrased, I wrote down is Bears question mark IDK. That stands for I don't know. Those for those who <laughs> may not know that, uh, you know, you never know. RJ, who's listening and he doesn't know the acronyms. I had it framed this way in my mind. I think people think I. So this is, I guess, more of an early season context, and there's just this assumption. I think that oh, Justin Fields is going to make this big leap, and the Bears are actually going to be good. And I think if the commanders go out and beat them, people are going to be like, oh, that's a that's a legit win for the commanders because Justin Fields and the Bears are good. So I think it's going to be a win that has people thinking it's a better win than it is if the commanders can beat them. I also am going to go on record and say this is Chase Young playing against his 2014. I think Chase Young winds up on the Bears wow. in free agency next year. Um, we know that the commanders did not pick. I don't think we talked about that, um, that they declined his fifth year option, which isn't shocking. I know we talked about it personally, but uh, I don't think we talked about it on the mixtape. Um, so this is a tough scene. Also, if you're look, if we're like really reaching for, uh, you know, things, this is Ron Rivera's former team. That's always a cool thing that he played for. Obviously, he won the mm -hmm. Super Bowl with uh, the 85 Bears, Super Bowl Shuffle. Hey. Um, and um, we that really I agree with terrible you. Bears commanders came last year on thursday night right, right, right. so once his last well, this, start this, before he got this benched. also harkens back to that uh so yeah that is it um okay do you want maybe my rankings from least to most interesting nfc east games uh i guess i mean we don't have a ton of time so that's what i'm saying like mm. you know maybe we kind of want to fly through this like we did your games here let me do my rankings i think they're fair to both the cowboys and the eagles i don't know if you agree um do you want me to go least to most interesting? Do you want to offer your list? What do you want to do here? Yeah, so you're the least you're, to you're most. Okay, I accidentally hit the microphone. That's my bad. Okay, wow. so to be clear here, there are 12 composite games between NFC East teams. And I ranked them from least to most interesting. Um, my least one, Commanders in New York. I really don't, like, spoiler alert, like the games in New York, like I don't enjoy any real NFC East game in New York. Like I don't, you know, there's, it's just lame to me. And I, I'm not saying that Washington has an amazing stadium, but it at least looks a little bit different on TV. Like the New York stadium is just real corporate looking. Um, and what, the shocker alert, the Giants and Commanders both not exactly interesting, in my opinion. I had Eagles, Commanders, and Philly, actually. That's my bottom one. Because I just don't think there's a lot of juice in that matchup. I know the Eagles lost to the Commanders last year, but Heineke is gone. Like, I don't really know what's interesting here about that. Number 11 to me was the same teams just in Washington. I find the game in Washington just a hair more interesting is really where I'm at. Yeah, I see. I, I, I'm thinking differently about this. I have the Cowboys uh, commanders uh, in Dallas. Yes. Next, because I just think like for the Eagles and the Cowboys there, I think they're going to be significant favor favorites over the commanders. And I think those games have the potential to be not so competitive where I know it's that the Giants commanders don't have a lot of, juice in the sense that we don't expect them to be great but i expect those games to actually be more meaningful for those teams again potentially competing for a wild card spot uh or at least in the same kind of tier of teams closer to that yeah we definitely did this a little bit differently to your point i don't know mine is like in in a general sense but also factoring in these like the current states of the team so for me like to that point number 10 was the cowboys in new york like I, like that game is like you know and, and some of it is like the cowboys have like owned the Giants. The, the Cowboys have, they haven't lost to the Giants with Dak Prescott since 2016. You know what I mean? Like he's, he just, he completely owns it. That's, that's really where this is at. I have the commanders in all of my top six on this list of 12. There's any kind of commanders matchup is in the, it has to be. You mean the, the bottom, bottom six? Yeah, my bottom six. Well, I mean, top uh, six well, in terms of the worst. So for me then, like right above that, or so like also not interesting is the commanders in Philadelphia. That is kind of a sneaky, interesting game to me, especially. I think it's like it that was the first loss of the season last year for the Eagles. So like there's this slight little like fly buzzing around you level of annoyance. Yeah, but Heineke, like if it's a different quarterback, like it's just I don't know. I think you kind of took out the dynamic there that was interesting. Mm. Cause I think Heineke is a big reason why they won that game. Imagine if he, he had still been the quarterback for the team and he walked like the pregame fit and he walked in with the Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That he bought the green and black ones. 
That'd be really cool. So all the commanders in my bottom, I have Eagles commanders and Landover being more interesting than Philly. Just okay, because let's do let's let's scrap this. Let's do your top four, top four most interesting NFC East games. Let's all do right. that. Uh, so number Starting four, we're gonna go four. in ascending order. Yeah, I have. I actually had um, Cowboys Giants in Dallas because I think it's been forever since the Giants have this big win over the Cowboys and I think maybe it could actually find last year I was gonna thought it was gonna happen last year it didn't right I feel like this is the year they finally get one that was the Thanksgiving day game last year um yeah they came close right like this game for competitive Um, they came down to the wire I think they're about to steal one it didn't come down to the wire uh and Micah Parsons wasn't used as much in that game which again was part like it was a little touch and go early on um but it didn't come down to the wire they were competitive, though, at least a lot once more competitive upon, than they usually are. Once upon a time, and I know you know this, this was the week one Sunday Night Football opener um, every year in a row. So we'll see what happens there. I do have this as my number three game, so not number four. Um, I do think it has a little bit more juice, to your point. Uh, my number four, while we're at it, um, is the Eagles versus the Giants in Philly, though. Um, this is, you know, call it revenge, right? This is the playoff rematch, mm-hmm. technically speaking, from, you know, the exact setup, you know, in Philly, whatever. Um, and to the point we just made, the Giants are more competitive. Um, so if they can go to Philly, win there for the first time, and I don't even know how long. Oh, not even. It was, what, two years ago, the Joe Judge game? Um, so, yeah. I'll, um, oh, okay. Well, still, I don't know the last time they won in Philly. But still, I have Giants in Philly as my number four. Giants in Dallas as my number three. I think it may have been 2013. I'm not sure off the top of my head. It's been a long time, I feel like. But yeah, yeah, I have Eagles, Giants, and Philly as my number three because of the playoff kind of rematch there. That's all I've got. So then we have the same three and four just Um, flip-flopped. Yeah, and then we have the same one and two. (laughs) We have have the same one and two. uh, In some order. Both Cowboys-Eagles games. Yeah, so which one is more interesting in your mind? What location? I think in Dallas, because I think it's been a while since the Eagles have won in Dallas. It hasn't been, it hasn't been since 2017, right? The Super Bowl season, the Sunday night blowout game was the last time. Yeah, Jerry was, Jones retirement, just, so or uh, not retirement, uh, Hall of Fame, whatever. It is Hall of Fame honoring at halftime, yeah. Just the irony behind that is amazing. <laughs> I think it has to be that, because, um, yeah, it's been a while. And we've gotten some really good games there. Think back to the 2016 overtime game. Obviously, the brand, if you're going way back, Brandon Boykin interception at the end of the 2013 season. Um, the overtime game in 2015 with Sam Bradford. There's been some really good – I think there's been better Eagles-Cowboys games in Dallas. So I'm going to continue. That was that my trend. logic. So that's my number one as well. Um, also, that, like you mentioned, so there was um, overtime in 16 or 15. That was Sunday Night Football. Um, mm-hmm. and there was overtime in 16. That was the Jason Witten touchdown where like nobody covered him. Uh, and then there was overtime in 18. That was the Amari Cooper yep. walk off after the tip pass. <laughs> so lucky. Yeah, I'm saying like, so, but like my logic behind this was like, him. we've mentioned this a million times. The Cowboys games in Philly have kind of been stinkers, like, you know, and it's not the oh, Cowboys fault or the like Eagles week fall. 17. Yeah. Well, that's week what I'm saying. 18. Like I, I'm not blaming the teams. I'm blaming the circumstances. Like, and some of the circumstances have been uh, the timing of them that they've taken place in week 17. Some Mm -hmm. of them have been injuries, right? In 2020, it was Ben DiNucci who had to start at quarterback because Mm -hmm. even Andy Dalton wasn't able to go. Obviously it's past season. It was Cooper rush. Um, So like, generally speaking, the game at AT AT&T stadium has a history of being, you know, more riveting. Although again, you can't bank on that. But for those reasons, I went with Dallas uh, versus Philly at AT AT&T stadium. And plus it just feels epic. Like it's just, it's like a show. It's like a, a, you know, it's a, it's a big old deal. Uh, So, um, so yeah, I, uh, that's my answer. Cowboys Eagles is the most interesting. Those are the two most interesting games, but the one I, I want these games to both. <laughs> Who could have guessed? We would have picked those. I want to see Dak Jalen twice. That's what I want to see. I want to yeah. see that badly. We've we all seen do. it. We've seen it once. And it was actually at AT&T stadium, the Monday night game in 2021 where Dallas housed them. Obviously right. that was before. That was Jaylen. also like a very different Jalen hurts. It was a very different team. Well, like I'm just 20... saying in, in the one time it happened, they housed them and they destroyed yeah, I'm not them. saying the Cowboys don't deserve credit. I'm just saying like the Eagles changed so much in the course of that season from who they were at the beginning of 2021 to the end. And then obviously since then, 
So, yes. I, and again, the best way to do this, in part, would be to guarantee a game between these two teams in week one. I mean, in theory, I guess someone could get hurt in training camp or whatever, but, like, you'll take that over versus they could get hurt during the season, and it just might be a situation where the seating is all locked up. So, like, just get rid of that part. That's so I, dumb. Why do you, why do you wanna, Why do you want that to be a factor? I, like, 85% agree with you. My only thing is, like, so um, in 2015, the Cowboys opened the season at home against the Giants and then visited Phil in week two. That was the game that Tony Romo got hurt. And I hated, and they, they won both those games, but I hated that, like, you're talking about a third of your divisional games are in weeks one yeah. and two. Like, that that is not cool to me. So, like, I get your point from an entertainment standpoint, but, like, part of what made the, the Cowboys-Eagles game at AT&T Stadium last year so juicy was that, like, so many things had happened. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the status of the game was so epic, and, like, you don't have that as much at the beginning of the season. So, like, well, you could, yeah, you could put one late in the year. I'm not saying, no, I'm, like, I'm not saying, like, put it, put them both, like, weeks 14 and 17, but, but yeah, like, week, how about week, week six, you know, week 10? Like, that's what I kind of, I want them, like, kind of, I want one in October, and I want one, like, late November. That's the perfect situation in my mind. Or early December. Yeah, I think I think there needs to be one in week one also because of, like, think back to what I said earlier. Oh, no, we're worried about, you know, putting Eagles Cowboys in week one because we're going to, like, blow a chance at good ratings. But you're okay with having it be a meaningless game? Like, that, because like, there's a decent chance that could happen based on history because that continues to happen. Like, that's okay, but you can't, you know, waste it early in the year, but you can waste it at the end of the year. How does that make any sense? I agree with you. Um, again. There's a lot of things to consider, but ultimately we want. It's an been 20 years. Just do it. We can't do it one year. I don't say to do it every year. We've had Eagles, Washington. We've had Giants, Cowboys, like so many times since then. We can't get one Eagles, Cowboys. Come on. Let's get out of here. And let's last question. Predict the season opener for Cowboys and Eagles. I predicted Cowboys in L.A. against the Chargers. That's my prediction. Cowboys, Chargers in L.A. I'm going to say Eagles play at home because if they're, it's true, they're going to play against the Chiefs in right. week two. Probably not. You're going to make you're going to make them the the team that went to the Super Bowl play both of their first games on the road. That seems a little much. Uh, it's going to probably be like stupid, like Washington game again because they always do that. Eagles, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders in Philly. Sam Howell's first career win in Philly. All right. Yeah. Sure uh brandon as we leave tell us um your three favorite teams from new york it can be any sport <laughs> it's not a real thing i would like to hear from the listeners on doing the live show call-in thing i think we should do that three favorite teams from new york that's not a real thing at all if i have to pick my like least hated new york teams there we go Three least hated. I think I've, I've gotten into this before. I don't hate the Yankees as much people, as many Philly fans do, because I grew up near the Trenton Thunder. Uh, that was their double A affiliate gotcha. at the time. So, like, you know, I would go and get to see some Yankees players. So, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm rooting for their minor league players when I went to the game. Okay. Um, so there's that. Uh, the Jets, because they're so harmless, they've never beaten the Eagles. They're just like, you don't take them seriously. They're right. just, oh, it's cute. The Jets. That's, that's how, like. I, that's a great way to put it because, like, that's how I feel about the Bills. Like, the Cowboys beat the Bills in back-to-back Super Bowl. So, like, they See, can't hurt me. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's totally – And, like, you know, yeah. the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And right. Jets and Eagles fans can both agree that they don't like the Giants. Uh, and then uh, I guess, like, I'm trying to think. The third one. So, this is technically tough. your most favorite team from New York. Mm, that's not true. Uh, I don't like the Islanders. I don't like the Rangers. I don't like – I guess – would you count the Devils? I know they're from New. They play right. They play right next their to the Giants. Is, their name is New Jersey. They play name, right next to the New Giants, Jersey. though. And I the know, Jets. but their name is New Jersey. That's that okay. you can't count them. Um, I don't like the Nets. Is there a team I'm like not? Think I guess. Oh well, this is easy. I should have said Bills, obviously too. I didn't count them. Um, it's too late now. But I'll say the uh, the Sabers, Buffalo Sabers. Okay, I'm going to send you one last thing that I want your thoughts on. It is a tweet. Oh, my God. Um, about uh, with Spider-Man, um, the new Spider-Verse movie coming out, Burger King has launched or is going to be launching. This is not an advertisement. Um, a Whopper where the buns are red, like Miles Morales. Alice. Um, would you eat this or do you have like a mental complex about this? So the Buffalo Sabres used to have a black and red theme. That wow, I what a, a great tying of this since you just said um, that. Wow. 
so I actually did like that, and I used to play with them in NHL 98 for my old computer. Uh, so that's another reason I don't mind them as much. But for this burger, I'm so disappointed when a place does a gimmick and there's no actual change to like the food. Like I looked this up mm. because my friend Bond, shout out Bond, uh, sent this to me. And I was like, okay, so what's like the, is there a different like sauce or flavor or like ingredients? And no, it's, it's literally just, just a bun. red bun. Although I, yeah. I think I saw the cheese is Swiss instead of American or whatever. But like, okay, now I will say uh, I would, tr- I don't, I'm not deterred, but I'm not going to go out of my way to try it because there's nothing interesting about it. But when the Burger King did do the Halloween Whopper, which they had like this orange bun for that, they actually, it was like the ghost pepper Whopper or whatever. They actually like made the bun spicier than a normal bun, and they also had like bacon on there and I, maybe jalapeno. Like they actually did things that made it like a gimmick of a burger, and that one was good. But this one is lame. Sorry, Burger King. Yeah, this is like um, like when they made ketchup green when we were kids. You know what I mean? But like it was cool because we were kids. You know what I'm saying? Like I will try this because I'm a big Spider Man fan, big you know Spider Verse fan. But like I'm a little bit disappointed to your point. Well, give All us right. the review once you do. Yeah, let's get out of here. Congratulations to Red Burgers.